0: exciting news you guys from burnt out to badass is officially back we are opening the doors again in 2021 this is going to be the first round of this year and i am so freaking excited because it's going to be bigger and better than ever i already have some really fun ideas about how i'm going to add to this group's experience and i can't wait to see all the women that jump inside and start to change their lives so if you're not familiar with From Burted Out to Badass, this is my signature coaching program. You get to work with me one-on-one and also get all of my best coaching content, course videos, downloads, journaling prompts, guided meditations, a whole life transformation guide, basically, um, and this is the thing that I am always the most excited about and most passionate about. Because not only is it my signature offer, but it's also the thing that I feel gets my clients the best results. Like the testimonials from this program are just so incredible; they blow my own mind when I read them. I'm constantly having to pinch myself and be like, "Wait." that happened in my program like you you did that you changed that you manifested that in my program Um, so I'm constantly just pinching myself and like so amazed and in awe of the results that these women get and the changes that they make not only with their relationship to themselves but you know attracting the right partners and relationships and manifesting amazing things for their careers and all kinds of amazing good stuff so the door are not officially open just yet but the waitlist is so if you've been interested in working with me if you want to work with me in 2021 this is an amazing way to do so so get your name on the waitlist i'm gonna link the waitlist for you guys in the show notes so the description of this episode below there'll be a link just put your name in your email on that wait list so that you can stay up to date and be sure to have a spot sort of reserved because the last time that I opened the course there was a really really big influx of women that came in and I actually at that time realized what my Coaching capacity was like how many people I can really take on before I start to feel burnt out. So, there will be a limited amount of spots of people that are going to be able to enter this program just because of what I can handle as one person as being the only coach. Um, So, yeah, definitely get your name on that wait list if you are interested. But I just wanted to let you guys know that it's coming up soon. So, keep your eye out. If you want to learn more about the program, I'm not going to go into it all right now here. Um, But you can go to my Instagram and check out the highlights, the saved stories on my profile for ones called B2B and then you can look at testimonials and client wins and those three should be a really good kind of overview recap of what happens inside of that program and the results that people get and their experiences. So just wanted to share that with you guys before jumping into today's episode which I'm also really excited about. So today, I actually have one of my clients on the show. I interviewed her a while back because... She had a really unique experience while we were working together during the pandemic. She got laid off from her job and then later on she got rehired at that same job and then her contract was coming to an end and she realized that she didn't want to work there anymore and she wanted to quit, but she didn't have have a plan B. She ended up leaving that job, doing her own thing. So this whole kind of like crazy succession of events, but her experience I thought would be so useful for you guys out there that are in a career or a relationship. A lot of what we talk about can be related to both of those areas that you are not fully fulfilled in or that you're having doubts about if it's right for you or if you should stay or if you should go, if you should quit, if you should leave. Um, so at this interview is going to help you so, so much if you are in a place of uncertainty like that or if you're trying to make a decision and it's like, What should I do? I don't know. I feel like I want this, but then I'm scared that this will happen. If you're in a place like that, or if you ever have been, this episode is going to be so freaking relatable for you. And I'm so excited for you to hear Lori's story because I know that it's going to help so, so many people. And we also, she's also incredible. And, you know, we cover so many good mindset shifts and topics, and she has beautiful insights on everything as well. So I can't wait for you guys to tune in. I know you're going to love it. So let's just get right into it. Welcome to the Makeshift Happen podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Daly, entrepreneur, life coach, and your no BS bestie here to bring you all things mindset, manifestation, and personal development. This podcast is designed to help you expand your mind and uplevel your life. So turn the volume up and roll the windows down if you're coming along for the ride. Let's go makeshift happen. I would love for you to share your experience with the listeners about this journey that you've been on of figuring out what your purpose is, what you're passionate about, having a really big shift in your career, and you know, kind of getting to that point of realizing that the job that you were in and maybe even the industry that you were in wasn't exactly what you wanted anymore. Maybe it wasn't right for you because I think there's a lot of people that are facing that same uncertainty right now. I've had a lot of women reach out to me and ask me for this type of advice. What should I do? I don't know. How do I find my purpose? Or I'm asking for signs because I absolutely hate my job and I don't know like what I'm supposed to do. I don't have a plan B. So I think your testimony of you know what that looked like for you can be really powerful for a lot of the people listening that may be going through something similar because like we were just talking about, I've obviously – been through that experience of having to quit a job and not know what was going to happen next and kind of, you know, lean into my faith and trust in the universe that it would work out. But you have a special perspective to bring to it because you're kind of like right in the middle of it right now, right? Whereas like sometimes we see people talking about their stories and they've moved on from it so much that it feels like it's so it's so far away or we can look at them and be like, oh, you know, they were able to do that because of this or it's their story is different because, you know, look at them versus me. So I want you to really bring that perspective to the listeners today of what it's like to actually be in it and be actively presently going through it because I just know that there's so many people – also just like you that that are, um, and I'm obviously so proud of the progress that you've made and the decisions that you've made and the way that you've trusted yourself and everything that's kind of unfolded for you. So um, yeah, I want you to kind of describe for us the experience of realizing that maybe you were in a job that wasn't right for you long term and, and what that initially looked and felt like, like the initial like, oh shit moment of like, I think I'm in the wrong spot. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, I it actually takes me back to uh the, towards the beginning of the year when covid actually hit here in Australia and there was uh, a lot of um uncertainty up in the air and and quite quickly um I actually was made redundant at my um job that I was at at the beginning of the year um and that in itself like so many people out there would realize that you have to kind of think of what's next and how you know how I'm going to make a living, and what's what is literally my next step, and what's the next chapter looking like for me? And um, I kind of literally took that first sign, I guess, and uh, guidance from the universe um, just to sort of take that moment of pause. And I've always been a big believer in that everything happens for a reason. So there's a bit of a, a shock to begin with, but you know, it only took a, only a couple of days, and then you kind of have to get into a bit of survival mode and. I think I've really had to just look at what was out there for me and I had a look around and I sort of started engaging more on Instagram and seeing a lot of people online and it was in that moment of pause that I actually came across your account Sam and it was really really great because I saw that you were doing the next round of burnt out about badass and I just thought I feel like I've been a bit burnt out lately and you know obviously getting over the I guess, the shock of being made redundant um, and not having a next something next for me. I just um, just dived in head first because I just I knew I wanted to tap into the spiritual side of things and also have a really practical structure to really hone in on just learning more about myself because it was the best time to do it. You couldn't go anywhere. You couldn't do anything. You were kind of in lockdown. So I really took that moment just to understand me and really tune in to see what was next for myself. And funnily enough, um, at the same time that I was starting Burnt Out to Badass, um, my work where I got made redundant rehired me. And it was in that moment when I really started to decide to work on myself that when I got made, um, rehired and reappointed, I actually almost like I didn't want to go back. It was that first sign of hesitation. And I think it's because I really made the first action step to work on myself that made me realize it was for me. And I kind of took, I ran with that a little bit, but I also, my instinctual mind, I guess, really um, kind of kicked in and said, you should take the job because, you know, you wanted it, you were quite upset when you left it. And, you know, your logical mind can really kick in and tell you a million things. But um, I think it was really, I was kind of having the best of both worlds, taking the job and um, also working on myself, which a lot of people can do in their own time, but it was very, quick after that did I realize just how much anxiety and stress um that I was actually receiving um it was almost like it was dialed up to a to a hundred after um being being appointed back and I think it was in those moments where it started to really manifest physically for me as well just feeling really run down um not wanting to I guess um Be as motivated as I was. I'd I'd rather be there, working on the courses and working on myself, and reading and learning more about just other avenues for myself, really, and um, just really tapping into myself was a big key thing. So I started to really feel really stressed, anxious, and my body was not taking well to it. And I just really wanted to listen to my body and what it was saying. So um, when it came to my contract ending. Um, towards the end of September, early October, I chose to decline a contract renewal just because I knew that it was not what I needed at the moment and not what my body could handle and my mental capacity could handle. So I am sort of in this moment of pause and really finding out what I want to do. And I think to better phrase it, who
0: I want to be and how I want to show up in this world. Yeah. And that's so, it's so crazy because obviously, you know, I was kind of with you throughout that whole journey of like, I have no job. And then you started working on the course and then you were like, wait, they rehired me. I'm back. And it was like, yay. But then also like, not yay because I hate this and this sucks. (laughs) And so it was such like a, it really was like a roller coaster of like, whoa, you know, working on myself. Okay. But then I want the career path. I want to succeed. But no, I'm really loving just being in this space of gaining self-awareness and understanding what what my purpose actually is and what I'm really passionate about and holy shit maybe I don't even like the stuff that I'm doing and then of course all the you know the physical manifestations that happen when you are experiencing overload of stress and anxiety which I think a lot of people can relate to if you've ever worked in a job that you genuinely dislike or even can say that you hate it like you know, or if it is a toxic workspace, maybe you like the industry that you in that you're in and you like the work that you do, but the the place where you do it or the people that you do it with is just not aligned. if If anyone listening has had that experience, they would know. Like it's so much more than just, oh, I don't like my job. Like I would like to find a new one it really – it's like a full-body experience. It really does take over so many of your thoughts and your emotions and your energy levels and your – like I remember when I was working in a job that I hated, and it's funny how you said it felt like when you went back, everything that you maybe were uncertain about originally got dialed up to 100. Because it's funny, when you start to realize – oh, I don't think this is right for me or this feels misaligned, I really do feel like the universe like kicks it into gear and is like, yes, like you're on the right track. You're <laughs> thinking the right things. Like, okay, I got to push you now, right? And it really does – it 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 dials up the intensity a ton because I remember as soon as I decided I definitely need to quit this job at some point, it was like every day that I had to go there was – So much more torturous than it had ever been before. And I was like, how did this like flip like night and day of like, I literally can't even get out of bed and like get myself to go there? It was, it was terrible. So you and I both can feel for anybody that's, that's in that situation massively because it is. And I think that's one of the things that, that we need to place more importance on is. Like mental health and knowing what's right for you. And if something is causing you that much distress and pain and anxiety, it is not for you. It is not about pushing harder and grinding it out Mm -hmm. and, you know, waiting it out because, oh, it's a good name on your resume or it's a good, you know, experience or it would look bad if I quit before X amount of months or years working for this employer. Like, We need to increase our level of trust in ourselves and in our own knowing and in our body because knowing it oftentimes isn't enough for us to take action. And then that's when it does get dialed up and your body starts to get pulled into it. And then it's a physical thing of like, you know, I really do feel like almost physically ill because of the thing. And it's like, that is a fucking sign if you've ever seen one. (laughs)
1: absolutely absolutely like I I I think it was you know like you said our logical mind now you know consciousness is telling us you know that everything's fine everything's fine but once it sort of starts to manifest physically you really start to feel like you're called to do something else and once you start to feel like crap there's no point being stuck in a position where you have to grind every day and it makes it hard just to get out of bed like that's not how we're supposed to live that's not how life is supposed to be and i think with my journey like i was working in you know media and communications and i'd had over the past couple of years i've had a a couple of jobs and it all started out the same and it all ended the same way like i started out and i think i'd explained it to you sam that it it felt like this honeymoon period where everything was like great and i was like going fine but then all of a sudden it just got to the point where i was being so burnt out because of the industry that we were in and the kind of hours that you needed to put in. And, you know, there's so many times that you can just, you know, not put your mental health and even just the physical health as well to the forefront, because the kind of industries that you're in don't and the way that we've been taught to work and live our lives is to put ourselves on the back burner and put everything else in front of us, which is definitely needs to be reversed. And turned on its head because we need to put ourselves first because how else are we supposed to show up for ourselves and our companies and our, you know, the people that we work for, our employers every day, if we're not in the headspace or anywhere into, in a position to promote and do what we need to do on a daily basis.
0: Yeah. Which is something that we talked a lot about in terms of like, you know, The masculine energy that really is dominant in the corporate world, wherever I think in any country, really, we can look at the corporate structure and the mindsets behind it and the way that we're meant to think and feel about what success looks like and what it takes to get there. It's very much that masculine energy of, you know, like anger, frustration, tension, pressure and all of that stuff and and what that ultimately leads to is like you're like you're saying decreased production and decreased quality of service from the employees and also employees leaving and quitting and and going somewhere else because we're not meant to feel that way in our work right you your life is so much bigger and brighter and better than that. And there's so much more for you than that. So if you are experiencing that right now, trust that that is not the path, right? Mm -hmm. This experience that you're in surely is part of your path because it's meant to push you and to make you realize these things. Because without the difficult experience, you wouldn't have come to the realization of, hey, maybe I don't like this industry or maybe I don't like this type of workplace or maybe I value this in a boss and I, and I don't value the, the money as much. I actually value the culture more or whatever it is, right? The struggle is going to lead you to really important realizations. So for sure, where you are is where you're supposed to be but it doesn't mean you're supposed to stay there forever. It doesn't mean that, you know, it has to it has to be like that. So if you are experiencing that, you know, know that there's there's better stuff out there for you. There's more out there for you, but you have to be willing to tap into that feminine energy, which if you guys are sick of me talking about feminine energy, I'm sick of hearing myself talk about it, but it's <laughs> that that concept of like when you think you've surrendered, surrender some more because it is such a learning curve of trying to figure out how to move away from that masculine energy energy that we've been taught and ingrained so well by society and leaning into that that feminine of trusting more and tuning into your inner knowing and understanding what is right for you and you know truly believing that being softer and more intuitive and kinder to yourself Can also be part of the path to get you where you want to go. It's not always the forcefulness, the hustle, the grind. Like, you know, we have to find a balance, of course, between those two worlds. But I think most people are very much imbalanced, leaning more towards the masculine side because that's the world that we live in and that's what we've been experiencing.
1: Absolutely. And I think that's definitely something that you and I worked through together in our like one-on-one calls is that when I was going through this process, it was so great to be validated and reassured and to have the discussions with someone who understands the idea of tapping into the feminine energy, because it's very rare to have discussions with those around you that understand the idea of taking a pause or to put you know, self love into yourself rather than grinding every day and putting in the hard work to get to climb the corporate ladder to get to the success. But that's not the one I, that's there's not only one idea of success. Success is, is so many different ways that people can perceive it. So, to, you know, and it works for some people, staying in that masculine energy works for a lot of people, and that's fantastic. But then there's also times where, in my situation, where I felt like I really needed to reevaluate. Is this what I wanted to do? And I think one great thing that we sort of were able to, you know, talk about and really come to the conclusion is the idea of choice. You know, you can, you have the choice of what you do in daily life and everything that you do is a choice. So to choose if you want to stay in that masculine energy and continue to be burnt out and burnt out and have the cycle reappear always, or, you know, have a bit of a different approach and actually understand that maybe what you need right now is to honour those more flowier and feminine aspects of yourself and really tune into that to really understand that that's kind of the way that you might get your answers. So being on the go all the time is probably not, you know, going to lead you down the best path, but rather just taking a step back and realizing that, you know, sometimes just to reconnect with yourself is what you need to get back on track.
0: Yeah. And this is, you guys may have heard us say a couple of times, like the pause, which is something that Laurie and I worked on a lot and we kind of coined this phrase together of like power in the pause like there's power in the pause and so what what that really means is you know i think a lot of people are scared to leave a job or a relationship or anything if they Don't know what the next thing is going to be immediately after, right? And we've been taught that structure as well, right? Don't leave a job. Don't let your employer know that you're doing interviews. Don't let any – like don't give any leads as to what you're doing. Keep secretive. You plan in the background. You do interviews in the background. And then when you have a contract, when things are signed, when everything is certain and you know you have a next step, then you can go in and say, I'm leaving (laughs) And like we've all been taught that. So, of course, we're going to have this immense fear when we do start to intuitively know hey, this thing isn't for me anymore, whether it's a job or relationship or anything in life. It's like I, there's some sort of internal knowing that this is wrong. It's misaligned. It doesn't feel right. But oh no, I don't know what's next. Right. What? Okay. If, but if I did quit or I did leave this, this person or this relationship, where would I go? What would I do? You know, what's next for me? And it's like the unknown is one of the most terrifying things to the human mind, as we know, because the unknown always equals in our reptilian brain, our basic survival instinct, unknown equals opportunity for death. <laughs> right? Yeah. But it is. It's like <laughs> the known, at least, even if the known sucks, even if it blows, it's like the known equals safety, <laughs> survival. <laughs> guaranteed we're not going to die here. So we really get that logical mind pushing and pushing and pushing for us to stay, 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 because that's where we can be guaranteed that we will survive, right? It's like the devil you know is better mm-hmm. than the devil don't know. We have all of these sayings and all of this, you know, mental like structure and ideas around that concept of what you know is always better than what you don't know because what you don't know is what you don't know. And what would that (laughs) be? That would be totally even worse. And so you know, we, we coined this term together when we were working on this with you is, you know, the power in the pause, because what happens so often, which you talked about earlier of having multiple jobs in, in that industry is like, oh, one doesn't work out. And then you're like, okay, I'm going to change, get a new job. You go right from that initial job to the next one. Maybe they overlap or at least, you know, the, the application process and the interview process Overlap, so you have that safety net. So you go from that first job to that second job and then you're really excited in the beginning because you're like, yes, new vibe, new people, new place, all new things. What up? <laughs> and then, you know, that of course fades and then you realize, oh, I don't like this either. There's also all this 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 whole list of things that's wrong about this for me that's misaligned. And then you do the same process over again. You you overlap. You get into another job and it, and you're like, okay, this one's going to be better. This one's going to be the one. We got this. You get into it and then you're like, mm, I also don't like this shit. And then you get more confused of like, why is it me? Mm. It must be right? Because I keep thinking that I don't like these jobs and I'm unhappy. Maybe I have unrealistic expectations. Maybe I just think that work is supposed to be fun and enjoyable and maybe I just need to get realistic and accept the fact that I am going to hate my job and it is going to be hard and it has to be hard because that's how you succeed, right? And so the power of the pause is this idea that we cannot make a truly informed and intuitive decision for our next step when we are in the midst of the turmoil and the storm of trying to handle the current place that we're in, right? So if you're in a current job or relationship that is toxic or it's not working or, you know, it's, it's weighing on you and you feel burnt out and you feel stressed and you feel anxious, how are you meant to, from that place, make a really level-headed, intuitive, intelligent decision about what it is that you actually want and where you need to go next. From that place, you're going to make a frantic decision. You're going to, you know, start like frantically googling like, you know, job searches and job offers and and then and then you're going to get, you know, the the um like shiny object syndrome of like, ooh, this will solve all my problems. This job sounds amazing. This is in a cool part of the city. Or cool people work there. Or the lady that interviewed me was so amazing. And you're like, yes, this is going to solve everything. But again, you weren't making that decision from a place of true understanding of who you are and what you need and what it actually was that made you upset about the first job in the first place. So how is that going to solve all your problems? Right. So, this is the power of the pause of being courageous enough to actually take time and space in between. And I think we're more accepting of this in relationships than in careers and jobs of like, I just need time to be by myself. I need to be single for a while. I need to get to know myself. Like, we've really warmed up to this idea of, yeah, you do need a pause. Right. If you go from one to the other, like usually that's bad news, right? When you overlap the relationships or when you immediately go from one guy to the next. And we've accepted that. But for some reason, we don't see that it is the exact fucking same (laughs) with your job, right? How are you meant to go just from one to the next and like it to all work out and be amazing? Exactly. Yeah. That's Space that we need. so, And I would love for you to, to speak on this. I know I've been like ranting because this is something that <laughs> you and I have both got like really keyed and into and we, and we yes. understand the power of it. But I think so many people need to learn this lesson because we are so fearful of not having the next step, not having the next paycheck, not having the next thing. And of course, this You know, taking a pause like that and having space in between to really get to know yourself and understand yourself and make an intuitive, informed decision for what's next for you is, of course, a privilege. Absolutely. Of course. There's there's many, many people that unfortunately don't have the space or, you know, the financial ability to be able to take that pause. So the person that I'm talking to, the woman that I'm speaking to, that we're speaking to is the woman who does have that, but she's denying herself of it because of the fear. Absolutely. Like, I think,
1: yeah, you made a good point about just at the end there of that, it's definitely we're talking to the people that actually are in a position to be able to do this and know that they will be secure. Um, it's not something that should be just done on a whim. It's definitely something that you have to think through and make sure that you uh, support it all in all areas to make sure you can, do this. Um, so I, I yeah, we definitely want to preface that. It's not just someone, we're not just telling people to go quit their jobs. Um, but I think you made a really, really good point is that moment of the pause. And it's something that we discussed a lot is that, you know, I went from high school to university to working in, you know, in the workforce. And, you know, a lot of people have those gap years where they go traveling and they see the world. And I never did that. I never thought to do that because I just assumed it was one thing to the next and i never really honored what i truly wanted to do i did a course because it just seemed really good and I, it felt right at the time so i did it and i enjoyed it um you know and it's landed me some really great jobs and i think like you said it's going for that every time you sort of move from one job to the next it's going for that shiny new object that in the cool place and it's got agency and it they'll work with these types of clients and that and You can really be sucked into the facade and even just the image that you give yourself of what your life could look like by working in a certain position because you can be that boss lady, you can, you know, show up to work every day, you're working in the city, you get to drive into these cool areas, you get to have lunch here and you really build up this personality and this facade that that's what your life is supposed to be like, yet when you're truly living it, you don't feel great And I think it's really coming back to that, like inner knowing, like, do you, yeah, you might look good on the outside, but on the the inside, you don't feel great. And it's not who you want to be. And I think I never really gave myself a time or a chance to really honour what my purpose could be. And I think it's sort of this year, having a moment of pause earlier in the year and now, I think I've just really been thinking about what is my purpose? What do I want to be? And how do I want to help people? And you know is there more for me like you know is this where i have to stay do i have to work 40 plus hours just to get to the next level to keep going up the chain like i i just know that there's a different way and i know that there's a lot of people that might be listening that you know think that they they feel called to work and you know utilize their days here in a different way and you know the 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 society the way that the system's been constructed it's only built for a certain type of human and we're all so different we are all so different I can't stress that enough that it's not meant for everyone and I've slowly realized this this year and it's only because of a little bit of news that I got told earlier this year that I kind of had to you know Stop working at a certain place. And it completely shifted my whole perspective on how we can live. And, you know, and there's great. There's been a lot of people that have been, you know, having um, alternate ways of income and they're popping up like small businesses, which is fantastic to see because the whole idea of doing something different and moving into a different path, that having the faith to leap into the unknown, that is the power. Because if you haven't been able to give yourself a space to honor that, It's time to honor that and really understand that there's in those moments of pause and where you find stillness is where you can actually just tap into your true potential. And I think, and why, understand why you were here
0: and how you can best utilize your days here. Yeah. And we talked about this idea too of, you know, like having that pause is the space where you're going to be able to receive those ideas and inspiration to understand what it is that you care about or what you want to do. Because I think there's a lot of people that maybe what's holding them back from switching up their career path or changing their job uh, is the fact of like, I know that I don't like where I am and what I'm doing, but I also have no idea what I would like, right? There's that confusion, that question mark, which is something that, you know, you just spoke about. We go from high school to college to job to job to job. And I really think, at 17, 18 years old, we're just not capable of being able to make a definitive decision about who we are and what we want to do for the rest of our lives. So it needs to be more normalized that people change their majors in college or they change the degree or they go back to school or they switch job paths. And I think that's something that needs to be reformed in the corporate space as well because – There are a lot of places that look at resumes or CVs and, you know, they're like, oh, you know, you have been in like three different industries, (laughs) question mark. And it's like, you know, why can that not be an advantage, right? And why can that not be, you know, a a positive thing? So I think there is things that need to be shifted and changed in terms of what we accept as normal because I'm so sorry, it is not normal to – have your brain not even be fully developed yet and to be forced to decide what you're supposed to do for the rest of your life. And then to be to be made feel guilty when, oh, you realize maybe this isn't for me, right? And to be made to feel like you just need to stick it out and grind it out and try harder and this is what you chose. So you have to stick to your word and stay with it. Like there's so many people that are stuck in that icky, awful, horrible Space of like, oh, but I chose this, or my parents wanted this for me, so I have to do it. It's like, oh my god, please. (laughs) Just please people, like your life, I promise you, is so much more important than what you decided when you were 18 or 21 or, or even 25, or what your parents wanted you to do, or even what you wanted yourself to do, what you thought you wanted to do. Like, if you don't feel the same anymore, normalize changing your fucking opinion. It's fine. It's fine. But the point of, you know, this idea of taking a pause is like if you are in that space of, I don't even know what I care about, what I like, what my values are, how I would want to help people, what job I would be good at, what industries I would like. How are you going to, how do you expect yourself to just randomly get that idea someday when you're living in the intensity of, working a job that you dislike and having long hours or feeling burnt out or trying to juggle your personal life and social life and relationships with this job that you hate and dislike. It's like uh, there is no room, my dear. There is no room for you to be receiving any type of information or download about what you're meant to be doing in that space. And, And if you are in that space, you would know that because I'm sure you feel like there's not even enough room for you to Spend as much time with your friends as you would like, or to have free time, or to get enough sleep, or to do the things that you want to do. Right. So, how is there going to be space for you to have this massive life changing epiphany of like, oh, my purpose has just been delivered to me, and now I know what to do, and now I can quit? It's like, of (laughs) course, you're not going to get that answer by staying where you are. You're just not.
1: Yeah. And there's, and there's some people that, you know, if they're lucky enough to have those epiphanies when there's, so much going on in their lives good like I wish like because that would be great because then you wouldn't I guess I mean you wouldn't have to make such crazy decisions but also I think there's power in making those decisions too but yeah you need to really come to a place of like stillness and yeah just whether that is taking more time for yourself so you can like I guess reduce (laughs) your work days or just how how much effort and I guess that you are putting into your current job if it is quite exhausting for you I think it came to a point for me whereas where I needed to honor myself and how did I I wanted to choose how I would feel every day and if I was going to feel like crap then that's clearly not the life for me it's clearly not so I think definitely taking the moment I would prefer to be in a moment of pause than to be doing something every day where I'm not even receptive to having downloads of what's next or what could even be possible for me in this lifetime
0: yeah and and I think that's great what you said there too, because depending on what types of you know what careers and what jobs people are in, maybe there's an opportunity for them to go part time or to reduce their hours in some way to create a little bit of a mini pause for themselves without totally, you know, jumping ship and abandoning what they're doing. Although, you know, for you that, (laughs) that worked (laughs) and I mean, it worked for me too. So, um, but you know, some people may not be able to do that, but getting creative of like, how can I create my own version of a pause? Right. And maybe that's even just being more intentional with your time that you do have away from that, uh, job or that, that career. And thinking about how you can better utilize your personal time and make space for it and really like get in touch with what you need and taking care of yourself and getting quiet and maybe doing a course like how you did or working with a coach and having someone in your free time that can help guide the experience for you of being able to get closer to those answers. If that's all you can do, if that's what you can do right now with where you are, you can't totally jump ship and create this, you know, immense pause of like, oh, I have nothing to do and nothing to think about. So I'm open and receptive to receiving all this information. You know, there's other little things that I think you can do. So it's not just like and by no means, like I don't want that to be the message that comes across. And I, I don't think that it is, but you know, there's always the chance that someone could misinterpret that I'm just being like, everybody quit your job. <laughs> like that's not that's not what I'm saying at all. And and you know that, and I think everybody else knows that. But you know, something that I that I'd love to touch on too is when you get to the place of realizing and coming to terms with, okay. This isn't for me. I'm going to go in a different direction, whatever that means for for the individual. I think we can get into a headspace of believing that we have wasted time, right? Again, like it's so – we can – and I think, you know, in astrology, like love and money are really connected, which I think is so funny how I keep saying in jobs or relationships because there's so many similarities. Like it, it really is like you can relate this to either area, but – When we decide that something's not right for us anymore, our initial reaction is usually, I just wasted three years of my life, right? Or why did I study that degree? That was such a waste. I wasted that money. I wasted that time. Now I'm so far behind, right? And so what were your initial fears in that sort of area when you started to play with the idea of when this contract ends, I don't think I'm going to renew.
1: Yeah, I definitely had all, everything that you just said is, has this all been a waste? I started to question myself and even, you know, the, the girl that I was five years ago, questioning her and what made her choose that path, I think, and of going down, yeah, the path of studying something in a media and communications field. I, I began to question I think that's the main thing I did. And I kind of looked back at, say, in my, you know, three to four years in the workforce and just thinking, wow, like what was it all for? But I think a real big thing that um, you kind of helped me realise and shift the perspective on as well was to really understand that everything does happen for a reason and there's a there's a reason why we chose, you know, the certain paths that we take and the courses that we do and even down to the the people that we meet and, you know, going on a particular way to work every day. Like we choose everything that we do and everything in your life is accumulated to get you to the point where you are now to make these decisions. So if I hadn't have gone through the hardships and the cycles of, you know, feeling like honeymoon period of starting a new job, but then slowly crashing and burning and then changing jobs and honeymoon period again, and then crash and burn, I wouldn't have been able to realise that this is actually a cycle that's not sustainable for me, for physically or mentally. Um, And to be able to have gone through a couple of those cycles and realise what i do want out of a job and what I don't want out of a job, I needed to go through those situations and move through those lessons to understand that what my life should look like from here on out. And, you know, sometimes it takes a lot longer for people to come to these lessons and realisations. You know, some people can look at these three years and think, wow, that's a long time. But in the grand scheme of things, it's not. And I think really just shifting the perspective on not really giving yourself a hard time for how long it's taken you to come to these realizations and lessons, because everything does sort
0: of happen in, I guess, divine timing and. yeah, Well, and it it was exactly as long as it was going to take you. Right. Exactly. There's no alternate reality of a place or a version of you where you would have taken six months to realize like you were going to take three years to realize it. And this is what, this is the reality of where we're living and what happened. So you know, we can make ourselves feel worse about that by being like, oh, I'm so stupid or I should have known this then. Okay, well, can you make that happen? Is there any action steps you can take on that? Or are you just like making yourself suffer twice over?
1: Exactly. Like it, there's no point in putting the, yourself down for it. There is absolutely no point because it's going to make you feel even worse. And that's the law of vibrational energy that we don't want to be in. It's a matter of taking those lessons on board and understanding, well, what did it teach me? And guaranteed there'll be not only just life lessons, but actual skills that you've acquired through that career or that job. Even if it's a, if you're, you'd be moving into a completely different industry, there's so many skills that you would have acquired that you can alchemize and transmute them into the next path, because there's just so many things that are put in your life and on your path to teach you things. And it can be something so small or something big. And I'm taking, you know, the lessons that I Learned from the industry that I was in to really pave my way forward, and how can I use what I've learned? Because everything that you do learn is going to push you forward, and in any way possible. And I guess whether that's something that you physically do learn and you take courses, and then using that knowledge and content forward, but even just anything that you don't really have power over per se. Um, it's all there to teach you something and you'll take away so much. So I think it's more of a matter of reflecting on what it has taught me and how I can use that to take the next step, because it's still in my bank of knowledge. I can't get rid of it. So I may as well use it to my advantage.
0: I think if there's one thing that I could, you know, share with someone that might be in that space of feeling like I've wasted so much time or, you know, this was such a waste or I should have, I should have, could have, would have, right. Is that, this idea of time is never wasted because the only way that we ever learn anything is through negative things happening unfortunately right it's like all, we talked about this on one of our calls you remember we had like a, a yes an explosion <laughs> moment where we said oh my god what was the quote that we said that was like there's no rainbow without the rain or like something like that yeah. and we were like no <laughs> that's what it actually means though Like we hear all of these, we hear all of these sayings that are like so cheesy, but then when you like actually learn what it means, it's like, but actually there's no (laughs) rainbow without the rain. Like the only way that we learn is through negative things happening, right? Like positive things also wouldn't even be objectively viewed as positive if there weren't a negative thing to contrast it with. So it's like you cannot have positive without negative. That's just part of life, right? And I think I even gave, uh, when we were talking about this, the example of like Eve, right in the in the Bible, like Adam and Eve, like she eats the apple. And it's like one of the first human creations immediately has to do something wrong and have a negative experience in order to learn a lesson, right? So in order for us to walk, We have to fall down so that we figure out how to find our balance. In order to ride a bike, you have to fall off the bike to learn how to not fall, right? In order to get good grades and to be motivated to get good grades, you have to get a bad one to learn how much you really need to study or what your study style is and what works for you and what doesn't. And to find the right person in a a relationship, you have to find the wrong one first, so that you can actually, like it's really a sorting game. It's it's matching, okay, this works for me, this doesn't. This works for me, this doesn't. And getting to that place where you've created a really solid understanding of what it is that you need in all the facets of your life that's going to work for you. And that, contrary to popular belief, is the journey of life, right? It's not, oh, by the time you're 18, you should know that. It's like, you should figure that out ideally before you die. Anytime between there, you're good. (laughs) You're good to go, right? That is the journey of life, right? Is figuring these things out. And so the only quote unquote wrong thing that you could do, I think, is Knowing that something is not right for you, knowing that something is not serving you, knowing that you feel uncomfortable or unsafe or unvalued or unfulfilled in something and choosing against that inner knowing to stay with that and not learn from the experience. Absolutely. That's the wrong choice.
1: Absolutely. And it comes down to, you know, do you want the uncomfortability of being stuck and not wanting to change? Or do you want the uncomfortability and the pain of growth? Like that's a big thing that I've had to just just reprogram my mind of. It's just that in in the pain, you kind of get growth out of it. Like it's it's in a hand in hand. But um, I think something that we did touch on in one of our calls as well, um, you pulled up sort of the scenario of the two doors and it was door A and door B. And no matter, you don't know what's behind the doors and no matter which one you choose, you are going to be on the, same, the the right path intended for you because there's no wrong path and anything that sort of comes your way in your path is going to be intended for you. Whether it's to learn something, to get to the next level, to move into this space, whatever it is, whether, it, like you said, if it is for a relationship or career or anything it's there to serve its purpose, to get you to where you need to be. And I think having this, yeah, this misconception by the time you're 18, you need to have your life figured out for you is completely wrong. The whole idea of your 20s is to navigate your 20s and find out what you want to do. And I think really understanding is that you're always, whatever path that you take, it's always going to be the right one because it's going to get to you to where you need to be at the end of the day. It's not... There's nothing wrong about the path or any choices that you really make. But like you said, unless you choose to stay in the restricted, uncomfortable scenarios that just make you feel small and get rid of your power, that's where, that's where the choices start to be a bit wrong, I guess. But I think when you start to actually move into what you want to do and f- doing what feels good, that's when you have your power and that's when you are making the right choices and leaping with faith.
0: Yeah. And I've talked about this before too, because it's such a powerful idea of, oh, you know, like I'm in this relationship or I'm in, the, in this job and I don't know what to do. Should I quit? Should I stay? I don't have a plan B. What do I do? Oh my gosh. You know, if I quit, I might like, and then in your mind it, it spirals and it's like, well, then I'll have no money and I'll be homeless and I'll, you know, every, and I'll never get a job again. And it's like all these intense scenarios pop up and you really start to believe one of these choices is the right choice. And one of these choices is the wrong choice. And I feel totally lost because I, I I really don't know which one is which. And if I walk through the wrong one, it's like a bullet, or you know, it's all it's like misfortune and all these horrible things are gonna happen. And we have to start to understand that the universe is not set up to screw you over. It's just not, it's actually rigged in your favor, which means that no matter what you choose to do literally ever, whether you choose A or B, it'll be the right thing because the universe will be there to support you and to continue to guide you and to continue to give you signs and leading you ultimately to where you're meant to go, which is which is what you were saying, right? Is you know you're going to get there and i gave this ridiculous example to you on one of our calls of like what if i chose to do like crystal math <laughs> you know <laughs> it's like well that would definitely be a wrong choice right and it's like well i would still learn something i would still be guided back to where i'm supposed to be right common sense obviously but if i have the choice between doing math or not i'm going to choose not to because i don't feel like that's a lesson that i need to learn And I'm smarter than that, like at this point in in my life. But imagine, you know, if I were at a different place in my life or the cards I had been dealt were different or circumstances were different, I might need that lesson or that rock bottom to serve some sort of personal transformation and awakening. And I would still be led – To where I'm supposed to go, right? That rock bottom, because there are a lot of people that do reach a rock bottom, whether it's, you know, with drugs or addiction or something totally different with a toxic relationship or a job that totally burns them out and puts their health in danger. Some people need that rock bottom to be the thing that they push off of, right? To rise above and to actually wake up and realize what they're meant to do. So no matter what you choose, right? one route might end up being a little bit longer and a little bit more scenic, <laughs> will we say? Um, But you'll always get back to where you're meant to go, right? Because if you didn't learn the lesson then, the lesson will show up for you again in different ways and help continue guiding you, oh, wait, no, this isn't right. Let's go this way, right?
1: Mm-hmm, definitely. And I think That uncertainty of people having around if they quit, if they break something off with their partner, they're not going to have something next. Why do we automatically assume that it's going to be the negative thing? No one ever thinks, oh, but it could be a good thing. And, you know, choosing door A or door B, why do we automatically assume that there is the good and the bad? Why can't they both be good? Some might take longer, like you said, the scenic route, but they don't, they, nothing has to be bad about it. And it's amazing how our minds go into that survival mode of when something's unknown, you are instantly in fear because you don't know what's going to happen next. And I just think that we get so hung up on the what if and what if it's bad. But why not just turn that on its head and say, what if it's good? What if it actually puts you in a position that you are taking these steps earlier than you would if it's four years down the track when you come to this realization later when you've had an even more rock bottom and you've had you've done so much bad to your mental health or your physical health and you're in much worse state which might take you a lot longer to get out of but if you start realizing and listening to yourself from earlier on you can be more attuned to these decisions and you know, like a chessboard, just move things in your favor slightly over time and you get to where you need to be. And it doesn't have to be so strenuous. It can be worked out all in your favor if you just have the faith and I guess the ability just to listen and honor the idea that there's no wrong path. There really isn't. So yeah,
0: that's such a a powerful, that's such a powerful concept too, of if we're going to play the what if game, Right? At least make sure that you're questioning your what ifs. Right? If your initial what if is, oh, what if I break up with him and I never find anybody and I'm single forever? Amazing. What if you break up with him and the guy of your dreams walks into your life and treats you exactly the way that you've been de- desiring to be treated for your entire life and you fall madly in love and it's amazing?
1: Exactly, because I think one big thing that you taught me as well is having to make space in your life for that amazing thing to happen. Because as you were talking about before, if you are constantly go, go, go at your job or you're just filling your life with so much stuff, how do you have room in your life for the next bigger, better thing to drop in when you're not even allowing space for it? You have to make some shifts, remove some things and, you know, I guess alter your life a little bit just so that you have those chances and those serendipitous or synchronicities just drop into your life to be able to show people and the universe and everything, source, goddess, whatever you pray to, that it's actually, uh, you are ready to receive that. And for those big next steps and those next chapters to start unfolding and to turn the page. And we've got all these great, (laughs) great ways to phrase it, but yeah, you really need to start understanding that you need to make space as well so questioning like you said that what if it goes bad but what if it goes good you can't just stick in that negative head space you need to understand the polarity of good and bad quote unquote good and bad um but the yeah the positive and negative energies here if things are always going to if you're always going to have that negative outlook you really need to shift it and point it in the positive direction because it could be great there's so many great things that you could make space for in your life and you wouldn't know that unless you actually do it
0: Yeah, and that's why I love one of my favorite affirmations is everything is always working out for me because our initial instinct is to be like, oh, you know, like what if this goes wrong or worst case scenario or what if this, what if that always in the negative like you said. So I actively every day try to bring that alternate perspective in of what if everything was working out for me? What if, what if, you know, what if it did go great? What if they did respond? What if they did like me? What if I did fall in love? What if I did get the job of my dreams? What if I did earn enough income to live that life that I want to? What if I did meet the guy? What if I did get to travel to wherever I'm desiring to go? What if I fucking did? Start asking yourself that question (laughs) because it's going to put you into a more empowered energy. And something that we've been talking about a lot throughout this conversation is you've heard us say a lot, this idea of faith. So, I'd love for you to kind of share with everybody what what is faith to you. And, you know, I always say, faith is not believing in something when it's convenient and when you can see it and when you can feel it. Faith is believing in something when there's literally no evidence around you. When Absolutely. you're in complete darkness, you can't see anything at all. You have no fucking clue what's gonna happen next, and you actively choose to believe that it's going to be okay. That's faith. But I'd love for you to kind of speak on what having faith has been like for you in the process of leaving your job and entering this state of unknown, like not having a plan B, not having something else set up in this, this moment of transition. You know, What has your experience or relationship um, with faith been like?
1: Yeah. Really, really interesting that you asked that question because I it's funny, if you asked me probably six months to a year ago, I probably would have said I didn't have faith in anything and, to be honest, would have had faith in myself, which sounds so bad, but, like, I'm so glad to be on this in this side to be able to say that I do have faith in myself now. But um, I think mostly faith in just, like you said, knowing that everything happens for a reason and that everything is always working out for me. I think definitely reprogramming my subconscious and really understanding that there's so much going on around us which we've had this discussion before as well a lot is that there's so much going on around us that we can't see so what we understand and perceive in our human suits is only a small percentage of what's actually going on so why not believe in magic why not believe in the possibility of greatness and If it's available for others, why not be for me? So I start to really understanding my own worth, which again, six to 12 months ago probably wouldn't have been this answer and this person sitting in front of you right now. But it would just, it's just been a matter of understanding my worth and that I am deserving of everything. So a lot of my faith is yes in say the universe and always showing up for me, but also faith in myself because I have the power to choose what I do where I want to be how I show up in this world so putting in those practices and whether it's turning to meditation or whether it's astrology tarot um, those are the more woo-woo side of things but anything that makes you feel good and that's one of the key lessons I took away from our chats Sam was that doing what makes me feel good puts me in a higher vibration to allow great things to enter my life and this moment of pause has really been building that faith and knowing and trusting and believing that if I'm doing things that make me feel good at, a re- at the core level of my being, then everything has to work out. There's no way that it can't because I'm enjoying my life. I'm having fun. And even if it is just the small little things every day, if I get to just sit outside on the deck and soak in the sun, like I- that makes me feel good. And knowing that I do those things every day, if I get a chance to do at least one thing a day that, I, that makes me feel good, that's my faith, knowing that because I feel good, things will show up for me. So it's really just instilling that into my daily practice, whether that's a morning practice or, you know, going for the walk and walking my dog every day. I think those are little things that really just help me, I think, strengthen my faith.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love. I actually have never thought about it in that way. So thanks for sharing that. But I love that you can build faith off of the understanding that if I'm doing things that make me feel good and I'm in that good vibration, then I'm a match for good things. So what what do I have to worry about, right? Why am I going to stress if, as long as I know that I'm putting myself in that space to be the magnet, right? Then all I have to do is trust the magnetism and mm-hmm. allow things come to me. So I, I I love that. I think that's really, really powerful. And something that we did for you, which I think everybody who's listening could, you know, easily implement this was in your moment of pause, you know, you had thought, okay, how am I going to receive this information and inspiration and downloads about what my passion is and what I want to do next and, and really get the ball rolling on what those next steps are. And so we thought, um, you wanted to tap into more of your creative side and you wanted to write more and paint more and and play music. And, and that actually ended up not being what you needed. And it started to feel like you were forcing that sort of routine of like, oh, I need to be painting and writing and doing creative things so that I can receive downloads and inspiration of, you know, what my passions are and what I'm meant to do. And that's when, when we kind of met and I was like, but wait, if it's not making you feel good, then it's not what you need to be doing, right? That's 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 the compass, right? That we have is is it making me feel good? Is it serving me? Is it raising my vibration? And if it's not, well then you can trust that that's not the thing that's going to open you up to receive all the inspiration and ideas about what is next for you. So what we did, well you can tell them what we did. What um yeah, you you share.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I think definitely everything you said was kind of like I had felt like when I was working and I didn't have time for the things that I loved, I thought I wanted to, you know, play piano. I wanted to um, draw because I love drawing. I wanted to paint because I love to paint. I wanted to do all the things because I suddenly would have all this time. But it got to that point and I felt like it was something that I had to do and it therefore became a chore because I honestly wasn't loving it as much as I thought I would when I was working full-time and had no time to do it. But it just made me realise that anything that you do that makes you feel good, it it can be anything. So I started just meditating more, because that's what I felt like doing on the day. I started to journal more and reflective and intention setting and doing those little things and making sure that every day my morning routine didn't have to be the same. I changed it up based on what I thought felt good. So when we met up on one of our calls, I got the idea from you to write down everything that makes me feel good. And that can be from chats with friends to writing to, you know, sitting out in the sun every day to meditating and taking the time out to do things that make me feel good. And then every day I would look at that list and pick one to 10 things that I wanted to do, um, whatever I felt called to do that day. Because if you kind of get stuck and force yourself to do the things that on paper is supposed to make you feel good, but it in turn doesn't in the reality, it's not going to put you in a high vibration and make you receptive to downloads because you're forcing a connection with something that is just a blockage at the end of the day because you feel forced to do it. You're not actively feeling good about doing it. So I think that was a big thing, is just writing out a list of everything that makes me feel good. And that can be tarot cards to learning astrology to sitting with my crystals and meditating all day. So whatever I
0: felt like on the day I chose. And it can even be, and I think that conversation was part of the inspiration for one of the previous episodes that I did about self-care lies, because I, I felt this coming up with a lot of my clients of like, you know, I'm trying to force myself to meditate and journal and do all these things that on paper, like you said, is supposed to raise my vibration and make me more connected and, you know, get all this amazing results from. And it's like, but if you're if you're not actually feeling good doing it, then you're not going to get the results, right? Because the results only come from the energy. Energy is, again, how you feel and your energy is your compass. So You should always be following that. And so even having things on that list that aren't quote unquote personal development or spiritual or on paper, you know, this should be the next step to get me to the next level. It's like maybe some things in that list are Watching an episode of Friends, right? And like, that's okay, which is, is what a lot of people need is that permission to understand that getting yourself into a high vibration and taking care of your energy isn't going to look the same always. And it's also not going to look the same as the next person. It's not going to look the same as how I do it versus how you do it, how somebody else does it. And so being confident in knowing what works for you. We always think somebody else has the answer. Oh, you know, Jennifer Aniston does this for her morning routine and so and so does this and you know, my coach Sam does this, so I'm going to do this. And it's like nobody knows what you need the way that you know what you need. So you need to start trusting your energetic compass of is this making me feel good or not and being confident that following that inner knowing, following that ping is the is the right thing, right? If, if journaling makes you feel so annoyed and irritated and forceful, stop fucking journaling. <laughs> Just stop. And it doesn't mean stop forever, right? But while it's not working for you, allow that to be okay and figure out what is working for you. So I, I thought that was um, really important that we shared that exercise of how we made that list for you. And then it was like open-ended. Okay. You know, here, this is going to give me ideas, right? Because here's the list of all the things that, you know, at some point or another have made me felt really good and and high vibe. And just practicing daily tuning into that inner energy of what do I feel called to do? What would actually make me feel good? What jumps off the page of this list to me? And that's what I'm going to choose to do. And I think that's powerful because we get caught in the rigidity of I have to do. A, B, C, one, two, three, every single morning, and if I don't do it, then I'm failing, and I'm not on track, and I'm not going to get where I want to go, and that's really, I think, a, a huge misconception for sure. Um, but I would love for you to share because I, I think it's so interesting how you mentioned six months ago. I probably wouldn't have said that I have faith in myself, and this conversation would be totally different, and me being a witness to a lot of that growth during our time working together has been such an honor for me and so much fun and just like so inspiring. And I've loved every moment of it, which is why I wanted to bring you on the show and have you share with everyone what that's looked like, because I know there's a lot of people that whether it's in relationships or career or whatever is going on in their life, they do feel on some level stuck or uncertain or, you know, they have those two doors and they really don't know where to go. So I'd love for you to speak on what your experience was like throughout burnt out to badass or even, you know, one-on-one coaching that we, that we did after that. Um, and how having that support really carried you through that time or helped you cope and understand it more and, and handle it maybe in a, a better and healthier way than you would have had you, you know, been left to your own devices. Yeah, definitely. I, when I first started Burnt Out to Badass, I,
1: it was one of those uh, courses that each week you get the new chapter opened up and available to you. And to me, when I first signed on, I was kind of like, like, I want to do all the things now. But I think that slower pace and to look forward to the next chapter every week. I think when you purposely make the decision to work on yourself, everything just like your whole perspective changes. So each week when a new chapter of Burnt Out to Badass was unlocked and I was able to work on myself, it became like the treat for me every week that I was able to um, reward myself and it was my escape to be able to, not an escape in a bad way, but an escape as in to really get to do what I want to do and learn who I am. So each chapter through that I was understanding there's a whole new way that I can shape my reality and it really brought to my attention how badly I was shaping my reality based on my negative thoughts and my vibration of what I was putting out and how I can really use I guess um, manifestation and other spiritual but practical tools to I guess enhance my life and it just opened my eyes up to a whole new world that I didn't realize existed and I think having the support to whether it is through the course or the one-on-one coaching that we've had, it's so nice to talk to people that A, have been through it, but understand and really realise that this seems to be a common thing where people are craving, you know, uh, I guess a sense of self-worth or for to talk to people that have a similar journey or um, a feeling the same feelings of uncertainty and a bit of unrest, I guess, about what's going on. And I think having the support and someone to talk to about what I was going through was exactly what I needed. I think it was just the ability to share and not be seen as crazy, I think is just the validation that you kind of need because there's so many people out there which had, I didn't realise there were so many people out there that are, have already done what I want to do, I guess, and to step away from corporate world and of doing the things that and they're doing, doing it all with such great success and grace. And I think just having the accountability of showing up every week for the course but also showing up every fortnight for our calls as well to really work on myself in in the spaces between as well to really understand that you know I have the ability to shape my life and I wasn't doing that six months to a year ago and that's just purely because I was head down doing what I thought was supposed to be my life but I think as soon as I had the moment to shift my perspective and take on new things and take the risk of doing a course to better yourself like it's it seems like sometimes there's, you know, if you're worried about financial investment, it there's only the only way that you're going to get the worth out of it is to actually invest in yourself and change perspective on that as well. You're investing in yourself and you're going to be a better person at the end of it. And there's so much that you can learn by talking to like-minded people that sometimes just aren't in your inner circle, that, you know, they're not the people that you grew up with. They're not your family. It's unfortunate um, and you can definitely have difference of opinion sometimes, but I think really finding some key people that you can express your individuality to as well. And knowing that there's different ways, I think that is, that's something how I've definitely really shaped my faith and just growing my self-worth.
0: Yeah. And thinking about how, you know, like maybe in, in that moment, I think there's a lot of people that might think, oh, no one can like give me the answer to this. No one can like help me with this. Like how can someone tell me what's right for me or if I should quit or if I should do this or if this is the right thing for me or whatever. Like there's a lot of people living in deep uncertainty and anxiety because they think that no one can help them with that. And I think what a lot of people don't realize is that although a coach or a therapist or whoever you get to be your support system may not be able to tell you, yeah, do this this is the answer, having the experience with them and going on that journey of self-awareness and self-discovery and learning about yourself and having those conversations every so often, that is going to be the experience that facilitates you being able to know what the answer is. Right? It's not that I know the answers for your career or your relationship or your life it's that I am able to facilitate an experience for you so that you can tap into those answers and actually start to hear them and listen to them and trust them, which I think is a powerful thing for people that maybe think, you know, oh, like whatever I'm going through, no one can really help me with this. I just need to like figure it out.
1: Absolutely. I think it's one of those things like you kind of think that you're going through certain things alone and you don't have to, because there's so many avenues out there. And I think, like you said, you kind of just, yeah, put in really great words there, is that you have the power within you. Like you've always got that power, whether you think you have or you don't, it's there. Um, It's just a matter of A, whether you're going to action on it, but B, taking the time to really sit there and listen to it because it's screaming at you to do something or it's trying to talk to you. I think if you just sit there and listen, it will guide you in the right direction.
0: Absolutely. For sure. So I'm sure people are very curious, right? You had this experience. You were made redundant. They hired you back. Then you were like, oh shit, I actually hate this now. And then your contract came to an end. And when they offered you to renew, you were like, no thanks, not for me. I'm going to go my own way. Take this moment of pause. But what what does that look like for you now, right? We talked about how you're creating um, space in your life to be able to receive the inspiration and the self-understanding that you need in order to move forward and make that really intentional and intelligent next step of, of what is for you. And I think you've already had some pretty big realizations of what it is you want to do and kind of the direction that you want to go in. And you've started to play with that. So for anybody who might be wondering like, well, what is she doing now? She's just like unemployed, sitting around fucking meditating all day. Um, Let's give some context as to, you know, what, where are you now and what that looks like and where you see yourself going.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, honestly, I would love to be just sitting here meditating all day if that was a job and that was life. Oh, I would love that. But um, no, I do um, obviously have goals and aspirations. Um, I have been really delving into, um, in the past six months, I've really been delving into um, astrology and tarot for the time being. And I think navigating my chart has really opened up my eyes on some some deep set, I guess, purposes and what my soul's really asked for in this lifetime. That has really just created a strong foundation of the type of themes, I guess, and um, qualities that I look for in, uh, I guess, a career and certain um, passions that I have. Um, and a lot has come up about serving people and um, really wanting to help a lot of people and especially younger women um, in similar, going through similar situations and just really showing people that there's a, an alternate way um, to be successful and to, you know, make a living and live their life. Um, so I I wouldn't have been able to receive these downloads, I guess, unless I had taken some pause, but I'm actually going to be studying a coaching certification next year. So I will be, I guess, learning all like the modalities and how to really use my experiences, but also in a, in a, I think a more professional way and help others um, really tap into their own inner knowing and their infinite potential and their inner power. Because as women, we seem to have that suppressed and I'm not really fond of that. And I want to just show others that through my experience of what I've been able to go through is that everyone can do it and everyone has, you know, a purpose of why they're here. And, you know, they just need to, I guess, really listen to their heart and, know what's going on on the inside and make space for it because we have the ability for greatness. All of us do. So, and I truly believe that I, I'm, I'm a big believer in magic. So I'm going to be uh, yeah, studying and also um, just looking at my chart and using tarot and all those spiritual modalities just to really understand why I'm here and Yeah. So I think that's the next step um, is to really work on myself and um, build up a bit of a business where I can um, help others the same way that I guess you have helped me, Sam.
0: Which is so exciting. And I'm so proud of you and so happy for you because when we think about, you know, when we started, it was like, oh shit, I've just basically got laid off. I have no idea what I'm doing with my life to a couple of months down the track, there's Oh, there's this quote that you pro- people have probably seen circulating, but it's like um, what you can do in like five months when you really like work on yourself could be like, you know, advancing yourself three years ahead. And I think that's something that I've really seen for you is going from that place of like total shock, right, of like I've just been laid off, like questioning the career intensely, being like, whoa, okay, now I'm starting to realize I don't even know what I want Two, a couple months down the track, realizing who you are, what you care about, what your passions are, you know, where your purpose may lie, having an inkling of what that might look like and starting to tap into it and do the work on it and already like be moving forward with big action steps of like signing up and investing in a coaching program and and you're going to go that route and do those things. And and so – from a place of literally having no idea and maybe even having never thought about actually pursuing that or doing that to any degree to already be nearly like in it right taking the course and doing the things and formulating that version of you in that part of your career getting from A to B in that sense in a couple of months is really incredible but I'm also not surprised because I just think that it's available for people and they just don't think that it is. And they have to be willing to take those action steps and and make those investments and choose themselves and trust themselves and and do that. So I'm so happy that, you know, we were able to have you on the show and kind of share your experience because I wanted to share, you know, not only the shiny, ooh, here was my struggle and this is how I survived and, you know, everything's great now. It's like, here's the story of like in the middle of it, right? Right. I've just left my job. I don't have a plan B. And I'm actively working on figuring out what's next for me, right? And I'm sure, you know, I'll keep people updated on on what happens with you. But speaking of that, can I share about your offers? Absolutely. Okay. Yay! (laughs) So Lori, Lori does tarot readings. And this is one of the things that she's like really kind of tapped into more during this this time. So I'd love for you to tell them about yeah where they can find you and where they can get readings from you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I've really tapped into tarot and yeah astrology as well, um, reading people's natal charts as well. But I just find that it's a it's a good way to just sort of um, surrender and I guess release. A little bit um of the and just have faith that things are going to show up for you but um yeah they can find me on instagram at Lori madeline l-o-r-i-m-a-d-d-a-l-e-n-e um and i've also got a website lauriemadeline.com
0: spelt the same And I will tag everything. I'll have links in the show notes for you guys. So if you've loved this conversation, if you've loved and adored Lori as you should, because she's amazing (laughs) (laughs) um, and you want to connect with her more and even ask her questions about her journey or what she's doing and where she's going and how she did all the things um, or get an amazing tarot reading or astrology natal chart reading, um, I will have those linked so that you connect with you can connect with her. But thank you so much for coming on the show, Lori, and spending your time with us. I super, super appreciate it. And you know, I love you so much and I'm so proud of you.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me. This has been amazing.